This highpoint.com 400 DFS and underdog fantasy picks episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contest. $14 million is up for grabs. Get all the details now at circasports.com. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Always here to talk racing things. It is, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. You'll see one more window down below us. That is John Ginder making a return to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast to help us with this DFS episode. And also because... He's boots on the ground. He will be in Pocono covering this race for us, sending us all kinds of crazy pictures. Uh, Cody, we'll get to you in a second, but we want to welcome the special guest, John. Welcome back, buddy. It's good to have you here with all three of us now. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. It was rough spending time with Jess Cody last time, so I'm glad, <laughs> glad Rod's here as the buffer. So, um, Something I thought about real quick in my head last time I was with Cody, We what do we call it? Then let in, can it LaJoy enjoy the enjoy illinois 300 yep, i don't uh, have anything good like that but well, well friend, you're you're all right just leave then we, we thought no, we brought on, you here for a no reason but. my friends my friends at the racetrack that when i used to work there back in the day as some summer work in college they taught me that pocono spelled backwards is oh no cop so that's that's what i got for you the oh no cop right. oh no cop raceway we'll, in we'll, Long we'll allow you to stay now all right, good. <laughs> uh well yes again we do have the dfs uh part of the high point 400 of course it is the cup race in pocono the tricky triangle the track that's not an oval too too tough to name i don't even know at this point so uh yes it is it is that episode cody uh, I know that we're going to get to the DFS, and we've also got some underdog fantasy plays again, backed by popular demand. And this is going to be a fun one, my friend. Yeah, we got we got a lot to talk about, a lot of fun stuff. Obviously, DFS something we love playing each week. This underdog pick thing has been uh, been fun already. This in the one week we've done it, so I think that's going to be something that uh, might just have to be be a mainstay of the DFS show from now on. Hey, when you hit five of six of the plays, I think you're doing okay. Now, unfortunately, if you put the last play that didn't hit, uh, are bad. But whatever. It's You it's can fun. do. They have like an insurance option, too, where you can make it where you hit five of six. Obviously, it doesn't pay as big as hitting all six, but that's an option on there, too. So just in case you want to have that that one mulligan in there as well. Very true. Hey, John, before we get really rolling with this, how is it that you are able to go to Pocono? First of all, I'll let everybody else know out there that uh, the, the glory that is your Pocono. And and then what's your background? I, I, I got a little background at that track, yeah? Yeah, so um, obviously going media credential-wise with this, so I'm going to be a honorary part of the, the media for, for one weekend. Um, so we're going to I'm going to get you the best pictures I can, and in terms of background, I grew up about 15 minutes from the, the track. I've I've hardly missed a race in my entire life. I think up there, I didn't go during the pandemic, and I think I took one year off in the past couple of years. But other than that, I've I've pretty much been there. I used to. Uh, can you call it skipping school on on a Friday? With my mom was the one that was taking me to qualifying on Friday. I don't think you, you can call it mom. skipping school, but we'll call it skipping school. Um, and then I was fortunate enough just to do some summer work up there when I was in college um, and got to see, you know, behind the scenes. And we can talk more about that. But I don't think people realize how much goes into that. You know, I have a few friends that still work up there. And, and I mean, all year long, they're they're working hard on this. And then when, you know, a couple months out, I mean, it is 
it is hard work. And I think sometimes it goes underappreciated. You know, we all like to complain about racing and NASCAR and, but the, the tracks, the amount of work that goes into it, 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 it's a lot. So shout out to them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, it just, when I went out to Sonoma, I know when Cody goes out to Kansas, we, we see all the people running around just like bats out of hell, trying to get everything situated and people in the right places and, you know, driver introductions and, then the yeah, people the, keeping people like the, me away the, from people like them, it's, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, the pre-race stuff, like the coordination and knowing exact times and everything to like work, make it work perfect on the track. They got those big stages and everything. Get everything cleared off. Be ready to go at the right TV times and everything. Like there is, and then that's only, you know, part of it. Like so many other things go on behind the scenes. So Yeah, uh, and I, yeah, it's, I'm not sure how familiar you guys are, but if you can picture the victory lane at Pocono, right, you can picture the tiers behind it. That's not a thing anymore. Like this, they they ripped it down. So this is going to be the first year. You know, I've been following it on Instagram. They've been doing a great job documenting it, but they have a whole new victory lane. So as excited as I am about getting pictures, I'm equally as excited to see. I don't want to call it new Pocono, but they're rolling out. You know, it's a it's a track that's different. If you've you know people listening, you go to a bunch of the SMI tracks, you kind of get that similar vibe. This is a family owned track. This is. I love racing and all that, but one of my favorite things is going to what they call the infield block party on a Saturday night. And I don't even drink and I go and have a blast. They have music playing and it's just fun time. And it's just like a, it's a family at Pocono. And that includes like just being there as a, a fan all these years. There's people I've seen and I'm friends with on Facebook and I, you know, I run into at the track and it's just a good time. And, uh, Again, I usually go on the top to look down at Victory Lane or when the race starts, and now I'm kind of – I don't have that. So I, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to get the best uh, the best pitchers for the start of the race. Maybe I'll just try to go up on the, the spotter stand. I'm kidding. I'm not <laughs> – we'll have some uh, – you know, just having that background, I think I'm going to be able to get us some, some cool pitchers up there. So. Sweet. Well, we'll break that all down. But first, I got to take a second to tell you about Circa Sports. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor are back. You get $14 million in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. You want to play Circa Millions, get five NFL picks against the spread each week. Circa Survivor it works just like any other Survivor pool you got out there. Just pick a different money line winner each week and hope you stay alive. The best part about this, enter in Vegas. Go have fun in Vegas. Then go enter this contest and then go back home and play doesn't matter where you are. doesn't matter where you live. doesn't matter where you're visiting. You can still play on Circa Sports. And if you go to Vegas in the last week of August, Sean and Ryan will be out there. The added bonus of meeting the Sports Gambling Podcast crew. They will be there holding it down. All the information right now can be found at CircaSports.com. That's CircaSports.com. I wrote two articles about that, too, just in case any oh, nice. shameless plug by me. Yes, I, wrote, I wrote an article about the million and the survivor contest. And if you read it all the way at the bottom, you may run into some tips and tricks about what to do week one. Just See, saying. We bring in the oh, experts you for you. Damn. Look at that. Yeah. SportsCamblingPodcast.com. Nice. Check out uh, check out John's work over there. How about some news Let's in the NASCAR it. world, Rod? Let's hit it, baby. Uh, silly season in full swing. Already. I did not have this one on my bingo card, but Justin Haley has agreed to a multi-year deal with Rick Ware Racing. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I've, got, I've got something just for that. Hold on. Ready? Ready? Hold on. <laughs> you know I don't do the sound effects often, but so that, that had to. This is interesting, and I, I want to get both of you guys' takes on it. Here is my, here, here's my how I'm looking at this. His deal with Colleague is up at the end of this season, so there's a couple of things. Colleague might have said, Sorry, you're not coming back. That's that's always an option. So I know a lot of people are uh, – social media has been going crazy today, but it's like, oh, he's committing career suicide, and oh, what's going on? Why would you do that? What a downgrade. Like, he might not have had a, ch a choice. Um, so so maybe Colleg didn't want him back. Maybe Colleg wouldn't offer the multi-year security that Rick Ware offered. That could be another option. I, I will say I've been impressed with Rick Ware Racing and what they've done here lately. Obviously, the, the Cody Ware thing – happened and maybe for the team that's a blessing in disguise because he's not hogging up one of those rides now I, he's an okay driver in some stuff but hadn't done well in the cup series right and so now you look at it, they brought tommy baldwin in to be the competition director he's been a guy that's been around the cup series a long time seems to know what he's doing he's been in racing his whole life all of that stuff um you've brought in ryan newman you brought in cole custer to run some races 
not the biggest names in the world, right? But based on, uh, you know, compared to what Rick Ware's had in those cars, pretty big upgrades and bigger names, right? So it seems to me that maybe Rick Ware is, is making an effort. Maybe they want to be the next, uh, I don't know, the next type of team that I, I don't, there's not really, I guess, anybody else to compare it to. Even Aspire, though, that's making, Aspire's making steps with one of the cars, right? Maybe not the other one so much, but, but maybe Rick Ware is trying to, so maybe Tommy Baldwin and Rick Ware sold Justin Haley this bill of goods. And Haley just is eating it up and bought it hook, line, and sinker, and he's ready to go build a team over there. I, I don't know what. What are you guys' thoughts? Well, I got I got one thing. Look, I I, I don't know what to make of it because we don't know the whole backstory, right? Like he could have been forced out, right. which if I knew that a little bit, I'd probably look at it differently. But the one thing I read that I found interesting that maybe you guys don't even know. Do you know they have an alliance with RFK? Is this kind of yeah. just? Fu- well, they had under. it was because it was SHR Alliance previously, but which I mean, but that didn't do anything for them, and I mean, even this year, but they are in the RFK shop now, and so and, I, I think maybe moving forward they're trying to be more of maybe even the third and fourth RFK team, and that's kind of, kind of where I was going with yeah. it, you know, with Keselowski being there. I think it's they've kind of had this resurgence, right? It's a little bit. Look, Jack Roush is really good, but Brad Kay is the new, the young, you know, the the refresher there. And with him having Keselowski manufacturing and all this, I thought, okay, well, maybe that partnership could work, right? And if Justice Haley, Justin Haley's getting forced out, maybe it's not that bad of a career move because just imagine if he's able to do something there, right? Then he becomes sought after by a lot more people in his next move if he chooses to leave. I don't, I don't know. I really feel like they didn't push him out. I don't see why they would push him out. He's not. Well, it, it would seem weird because he's been their guy, right? Since day one, like yeah. he was with them in the Xfinity series. When they expanded to cup, it was Justin Haley's our driver. We'll figure out the other ride. So like it would seem weird, but like he refers to AJ Allmendinger as dad. If AJ is going to be leaving at the end of the year, right? That could be, I mean, there's already been rumblings about that. So if he knows AJ's not going to be there anymore, they're going to make some other changes. People are freaking out about SVG getting one of these rides, which would be absolutely ridiculous in my opinion. But uh, I mean, it's just, there could be a lot of other things there. And so, like you said, I think if he was forced out of college, this might be a great move for him. Now he's locked in for years. Or even if Colleague wouldn't commit to more than one more year, like he's locked in for years, he's got himself a cup ride at least. He doesn't, you know, and he's not going to have any expectation. Nobody's going to expect him to do anything. So if he comes out, he wins at a super speedway, or he runs really well in a Rick Ware car, like it's going to be like, wow, Justin Haley, look what he's doing. He's pretty good in that shitty car. Could he do in a better yeah. car, right? Or, I or maybe. Cole was going to run good in a. And a Rick Ware car <laughs> at Atlanta too, and well, here we are, right? It worked out better than the yeah. than the LaJoy pick, right? I think he finished uh, ahead of I can't. All right, hey, just for you know, have a little fun with it. Maybe, maybe colleagues getting bought. Maybe JRM, JRM's going cup racing. Yeah, or, right. Or or I, man, I just don't, I don't see, I don't see colleagues selling like because. Yeah, I I don't. But who they? My thing is, if they did force him out, let's let's break that down a little bit. Why? Who's better? Maybe who Chan- put, maybe like, Chandler Smith comes up. Yeah, I mean oh, I Chandler read, Smith's out there. Austin Hill. Like, I, was, Austin I read Hill. Austin Hill was. A th- but is Austin Hill going to do that much better in a Cup car than Justin Haley? Uh, I mean, in that car, long right, term, right? With, yeah. Do you not want to set a good precedent as if you're these teams loyalty, right? Like that's what a lot of these drivers are looking for. That's what made Kyle Busch mad, I think, towards the end there. Like he was really loyal and he wasn't getting in return. Well, you're calling, you're the newer series. This is your first kind of or newer, you know, owner team there. This is your first sign you're gonna send of loyalty is kicking somebody to the curb. Who has not done that bad for right now, what he's, he's yeah, he's done. He almost won well. in Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was close. Second, right? So, yeah. so just out of this makes you makes you wonder if, after Atlanta. If he wins that Chicago race, you still think we're could you imagine that if Yeah, SVG but a deal like win? this doesn't Holy just happen overnight though. But just imagine what the reaction would be if he yeah. would have won this race and they kicked him. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I think I it's like hilarious that he probably had this deal like drying already 
And then he's like, fuck you, Daniel Hamrick. I'm not pushing you to the win. He, I ran out of gas, guys. Sorry. And, <laughs> I, yeah. And I, that could I don't be know what to that, make of it. that right there is one of those signs where he probably knew something was in the works, which is why he didn't push him. He was like, <laughs> yeah. nah, I'm not like going to be here next anyways. day. Yeah, I'm not going to be here in a little bit. Does doesn't matter. Like Daniel Hamrick? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't like Daniel Hamrick. All right. I know, I know yeah. Cody doesn't like him at all. What's uh, What are your thoughts on the move, Rod? I, you know, again, it, it, the only thing that makes sense to me right on the offset is that maybe they are shepherding Chandler Smith along quickly. I mean, he's he's been sort of a bright spot in the Xfinity series, right? He's done some good stuff there. He's He's been good in the truck. So, I mean, I just feel like maybe this is them trying to bring him along quicker. I I don't know because that's the pipeline right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's you still it. have a car to fill, though? Well, potentially. <sighs> I mean, if AJ is gone, I but, well, didn't you just say he's gone, right? Well, no. their their talk has been that he's he's done, right? Okay, so again, he doesn't want to do. It's this, not foregone yet, but right. so assuming that though, okay, so if that is something that isn't a work, so then really, why are you pushing Justin Haley? You want right. two? Well, years. then it would make it would make much less sense to push him out if you're going to have both your cars open. And I, all I've seen all day is SVGs going to colleague. I it was amazing what SVG did at Chicago, right? He comes in, he wins his first ever NASCAR race, like. That's impressive in any right. Great, whatever. Why? There's one street race a year. Our guys have now been to that. They're going to learn from it. He's probably not going to win it again next year. He's about to come to Indy and finish in 15th place in a couple weeks. Uh, that's oh, generous. Top. I think he's going to finish. I am going to hit. 10. Like Everybody's Come just on. like licking his nuts all day on social media today. I'm like, the guy, what's he done? He's not raced ovals. Like, oh, he's done a dirt sprint car. Oh, last December he raced his first dirt sprint car race. He's Kyle Larson. Yeah, man, but not, look, I'm not thinking he's God's gift either. But races are races, right? You can put Tony right. Tony Stewart well, gets an NHRA card, wins. Yeah, yeah. but does so, he deserve a, a top tier track house as a top, or you know, track house is what you hear a lot, but like track house is a top tier ride, and colleagues kind of mid tier. Does he deserve that ride over? John Hunter Nemechek or Zane Smith or Austin Hill or, do or a guy like people? Corey LaJoy. Like, <laughs> I, do have to no. be I don't think so either. But <laughs> Do half the people deserve the ride? Well, right? right? Like, if anything made yeah. sense in NASCAR, maybe. <laughs> True. But, but no, just uh, get off of his nutsack. Like, he's, he um, did something um, great. It was awesome. It was cool. He's going to come back down to earth at Indy here in a couple what weeks. What are you going to do if he wins Indy? Then what? Well, I'll change my tune real quick because then, then I'll actually be impressed. I won't change. I and won't change not, my tune at all. Not I that I know. wasn't impressed with what he did at Chicago. I was very impressed. But I just think that a track that or a type of thing that none of the cup guys had ever driven in the cup series. Like now you're going to go to a road course where they're used to it. I think it's going to be completely different there. There's going to be a lot more beating and banging there. He's going to have to get used to that. He couldn't do on the streets of Chicago. I don't think he I, I hope. We get him head to head against Tyler Reddick and Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, and, and I'm taking every single one of those guys. We could find more, him. We oh, could find him good. in Underdog Fantasy. Could find him on a Underdog Fantasy play. You could get a place differential for oh, I'm him. Taking his under at Indy, I'll tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hopefully, Underdog gives us that because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, as you well know. Best Ball Mania 4 is here. Underdog Fantasy giveaway $15 million. Plus, Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on not only your favorite MLB and NFL season player props, but NASCAR too. So again, if SVG is on there for Indy, we're smashing the under. I don't care what it is. It could be the last place. I'm still smashing the under on that. So many ways to win over on Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many states. Get in on it right now. Go to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $1. Hundred dollars. Underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. All right, as fun as it is to wax uh, philosophical about Justin Haley, colleague, and the whole thing, we're here to talk fantasy. We're here to talk DFS. We're here to talk underdog, and we've got some plays for you. And because there's three of us, we're we're not going to take the uh, fifteen minute long route to get each one of them in. We'll we'll do a little rapid fire, give a little reasoning for what we got, so we can uh, make sure everybody doesn't have their head speeding by the time this episode's over. So, John, because you are the guest, my friend, we're going to give you first bid at our upper tier driver. Who are you looking at for your uh, building block in your DFS lineup this weekend? Good. Cody might know this a little bit, but this is going to pain me so much to say <laughs> because I just don't like Martin Truex. I never have. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm going with Truex. I think 
I think he's getting ready to just have uh, just take off that he he already is taking off. And I'm going with this whole. If y'all didn't know, Martin Truex has uh, three home tracks instead of just being a normal person and having <laughs> one. He has Dover. Now, apparently, New Hampshire is a home track because he sat in his stands one time and drank a – or babe, his brother was drinking a bottle, so now New Hampshire. And Pocono's home, too. So, you know what? He's won it the other two this year, right? Come on, let's make it three for three. The other two did happen on a Mondays, and I am really hoping that it does not rain at Pocono. <laughs> knock on wood. So let's let's go with Truex. Yeah, not a no. I, I I love it. Like obviously, if you listen to the Cup Series pick show, uh, that's that's the guy that I picked. I think he's going to have another great week. Um, I was trying to quickly find it here, but his statistics too when he wins races are just absolutely insane. Like if if he's going to win the race, most of the time he just dominates it. Um, and so I think that I think it's going to be a very good weekend for Truex. I'm all over him. Expect him to be really good. And uh, I, I think that, man, he's just, he's the hottest guy right now. I don't see him slowing down. JGR has been so good here. Um, so I think that it's going to keep rolling. My one concern, be sorry to cut you off, Rod. He only has one top 10 in the past three, which is something you wouldn't, we don't expect that, right? When Martin Truex is good at places, he's in the top 10 pretty much automatically, right? You start looking at the guys that you would think you're used to, your Hamlins, and you, they're not in the top tens. They're not having many top tens in the past three. I mean, at Pocono, right? I, I don't even see Hamlin. I'm, I have it pulled up. Hamlin has one top ten. Yeah, it's And it was tough. that one that he won. Uh, well, I, mean, I think he won, he, he won last year, but. Yeah. Technically. I'm, okay, fair point. But, like, <laughs> tr- let's go Truex, right? And he only led 21 laps. In the past three races, well, that's you, not what you expect out of him at Pocono. Are you talking yourself out of him? Because I mean, I feel no, like, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going with he's, it. He's doing the rod and arguing against himself. I know. Right? I, I know. just I get dream for that. <laughs> no, I and it, just uh, those stats that I was referencing too. So in 16 of the 31 times he's won since 2016, uh, he's led the most laps on the day. So when it comes to DFS, if you think he's going to win, then he should be dominant, or at least half the time he wins, he is Pick- dominant in those races, which makes him. Uh, which makes him obviously good for for DFS. Three of the last four times the driver has won after leading 84% of the laps in the race, it was Martin Truex Jr. So he he can score you some DFS points. I think it was Dave Moody that tweeted it, but nobody can stink up a show like Martin Truex can. I mean, I actually enjoyed New Hampshire, even though most people, a lot of people would say they didn't. Like, I still thought it was a fun race, but man... That he just stunk it. Like he yeah. he led so much. Like I think he gets the lead at Pocono. We might be looking at at the same thing. Hey, I'd be fine with it if I got him in my DFS yeah. and I got a bet on him, just like last week. So yes, <laughs> makes sir. it a lot makes it a lot easier when those guys uh, do a good old fashioned happen, right? Indeed. Uh, all right, Cody, what do you got next? I am going to kind of go a little bit since since Gindy stole my obvious guy here at <laughs> Truex. I, I do think Hamlin's worth mentioning. As the second, those are the two highest price guys on the board. But I wanted to change it up a little bit. I'm gonna go with Ryan Blaney. He's 9,800. He's the seventh highest price guy on the board. He's a pretty consistent guy. Gets you quite a few points. He did finish 33rd here last year. Got caught up in some stuff, but before that, his two previous finishes that were fifth and sixth. He's got 13 starts at Pocono. Only twice has he finished worse than 12th place. So he's consistently getting you good, solid finishes. Won his first career race here when he was racing for the Wood Brothers in the number 21 car. Um, and just he gets you – it's been a little rough the last couple of weeks. I will say that. Uh, 8.4 last week, 33 at Atlanta. Then there was a minus 8 at Chicago, which Chicago, you know, minus 18 at Nashville. So I think it's going to turn people off. But you go back a little bit farther, Gateway, he scored 69.2 points. Nice. Coca-Cola <laughs> 600 rod, 128.3 points. He led 79 no, he led 163 laps in the day, 79 fastest laps. That's the type of thing Ryan Blaney can do for you. I don't think he's going to be very high on the ownership this week. You got Truex above him, Hamlin, Bush. Those are going to be the popular guys. Larson's always popular. You got Byron. You got Chastain. Chase Elliott's right under him. Those guys are all going to be very popular. I think people are going to skip right over Blaney. And at only 9,800 compared to like Truex at 10,700, I do think he's a good pivot option um, and, and will be. Uh, productive this week and and has that 
ceiling ability to to score you a crazy day like he did in Charlotte. Yeah, I do love him as far as a good tournament play uh, to, to sort of be another one of your lineups. Uh, even if it's part of your main lineup, I like it as well. I'm turning my attention to Kyle Busch, and when we talk DFS, I mean, you got to talk about laps led, and Kyle Busch over the last three races here has led, if not the most laps, then at least one off of the most laps in this race. 63 laps he led in 2022. He led 30 laps in 2021. Brad Keselowski led 31 laps in that race, so still co-leader of the most laps there. And then in 2021, in the spring race, he well, spring race, June race, he led 30 laps, which represented the most laps. He finished second in that race, started fifth. The year after that, he started 19th and won this race. And then, of course, last year he started second, finished second. Unfortunately, it did not work for him in far as far as the final standings. But DFS closed down before he got disqualified, so you were still able to cash if you were able to get him in your lineups because they didn't care. Uh, he crossed the finish line second. They counted him second, so he didn't just lose any real, points. Real quick, not to interrupt you, that is something important to note, though. Just just for the record, that is how they score this is – how it finishes at the end of the race. It doesn't, the disqualifications don't matter. Whatever it says at the end of the race, as the checkered falls, that's how your DFS lineup goes. Just, just want to throw that out there. Good time to, to bring that up at this time when we had this happen last year. It's true. What do you, what do you guys think in terms of like looking at qualifying? Obviously we're not going to be talking about where they're qualifying, but with your Blaney pick, right? Here's something that stands out to me that concerns He's qualifying 16th and a half, like over the past three races. His pit crew is not great, right? And we know there's probably going to be green flag stops at this track, right? That's what Pocono is. Does his is his pit crew able to help him make up the, the spots that he's going to gain on the track, or is he going to turn around, gain five, lose seven? Like, yeah, you could make that argument against a few people, though. I mean, Kyle Busch, like Rod was just talking about, like he gets caught speeding all the time. It's yeah, I mean, his pit crew is is something you definitely have to worry about. I do think starting worse will be better, right? If he starts sixteenth, if he can yeah. get you a top five finish or, or get up front, that that'll help with the place differential. But yeah, it's something to think about for sure. And and he's not, he's definitely not my top play. Like Truex is my top play. Thanks for stealing him. Appreciate sorry. it. But. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry, Rod. I would have shared him with you if you let me know. I don't like him that much. <laughs> Back to your Kyle Busch play, Rod. Oh, no. I mean, I already made the case for him. And then, of course, over the last few weeks, he's done fantastic. Other than last week where he lost you 21 points, he got you 59, 52, 55, 59, 105. Those are all pretty solid numbers for Kyle Busch. I like him for DFS purposes. I'm not scared of his 10-5. I'll still pay that at least to have a, a lineup out there with Kyle Busch because if he dominates and wins and you don't have him, it's on you. So, uh john we'll kick it back to you for the medium price driver who do you got my friend i don't know if you if you guys saw in here but in the google doc i was in there changing my pick really quick because i broke it down i took the first 12 second 12 and the third 12 but before we started this you told me i had a little wiggle room so i originally had brad k i think he's gonna do okay i love brad k it's my guy pocono and him get along but if i had some wiggle room a couple spots up you're looking at tyler reddick and it kind of think flies under the radar how good he's done there in the past couple races and his value like Reddick is most likely going to be in the top five. I think he likes this track. I just think he hasn't fully been able to put everything together that he wants to there. I feel pretty good. And Bubba runs well there. Kurt run ran well there. So obviously they got some figured out again. The Toyota is a JGR relationship. So I'm looking at Reddick just to be a little bit better than Brad K, so I'm going to move my pick to Reddick. It's good. One. I think, yeah, I think that Toyota we expect to be very good here. We, we talked about that on the the pick show earlier this week. I'm sticking right in the 2311 camp. I'm going with Bubba Wallace myself. Eighth place last year, fifth place in that second race in uh, 2021. He's coming off of an eighth place finish at New Hampshire last week. He's got seven top ten finishes this year. He is right there on the bubble. He needs to have good solid days. We know he's capable of it, especially in this intermediate package. We've seen him at tracks like Kansas where he'll go out and have the best car on the day. Got a win there last year. I, I don't know that I'm expecting something like that, but I expect him to have a pretty solid day. Um, and, you know, last week he scored you 36.9 points. He got 31 back at Atlanta. A couple so-so races, but 
Go back to the Coke 600. He had 44 there, 62 back at Kansas, like I was talking about. He definitely has the ability to score you some good points um, and get you some fastest laps. So I'm very, very high on Toyotas this week. I think that, like Gindy said, uh, Reddick will probably be pretty good. I like Bubba as well, just a little bit cheaper than than Reddick. Uh, I think he's going to have a good weekend. I concur. Uh, and and again for for Bubba, it's it's just so tough. Like you you want to you want people dump on him so much, and it's it's hard as a driver. It's hard as a person to get dumped on as much as as he does You're telling me non-stop hey listen i got haters off <laughs> well, the like from john but <laughs> <laughs> rod is stupid how can he talk nascar uh yeah i'm, I'm okay uh all right i'm gonna go for joey logano as my mid-tier driver uh eight thousand eight hundred dollars for joey logano it's funny, but you look at, and I talk a lot about lap sled, especially in DFS purposes. You get Hamlin first at 818, Kurt Busch at 596. He's not obviously on the track anymore. Kyle Busch at 585, and then there's Joey Logano. Now, there's a kind of a steep drop from at 585 to his 304 lap sled on this track, but he is the fourth, now the third active driver in terms of laps led on this track. And it's, it's, you know, funny, a lot of them were way back in the day. Obviously it's not like he's led a lap in a very long time. Um, other than maybe the 18 laps that he led in 2021. But, uh, I do, like I said, Joey Logano is one of those guys that he'll pop up and do well at a, at a certain track at a certain time. And this is not a track where he's, uh, dominated, but it's a track where he's done okay for himself. Uh, last year was was kind of a bad year for him. He started 14th, finished 20th, but the year before that, started 14th, finished 10th, started 4th the year before, or the, the race before that, finished 7th. Not great in the place differential, but he made up for it with the 18 laps that he led. He kind of made up for that. 36th in 2020, finished 24th. So he's had instances on this track where he's gained track position, got just some decent uh, uh, differential points. Like I said, he is the third active laps leader, so the potential is there. It hasn't shaped itself out in a couple of years, but the potential is there for Joey Logano to do exactly that. We've seen Logano, the reigning champion, right, in fits and spurts. He's got to win 10 top 10, 6 top 5s. Right now, he uh, just finished second at New Hampshire after after finish, or starting fourth, rather. So uh, a couple of third-place finishes at Gateway in Sonoma. It's It's been okay past couple months for Joey, and I think that continues this week. Yeah, I think that... Again, he's the hardest driver in the garage to predict, but the ceiling is there. He's got the history. We know he can do it, so he's he's never a bad pick, especially at 8,800. Yeah, I think that the sweet spot is right there. I know, Rod, you don't play in the, a league that Cody and I do, but we have one that's a salary cap that you got to, you know, every week we're sitting here trying to pick six drivers and bait, debating do we really spend a lot of money at the top or do we kind of sprinkle it out? And it's the same with DFS, but – I'm normally of like a the school of camp or the campus school or whatever that saying is. You got to have somebody good at the top. You got to have that true X or the Kyle Bush. But this is the kind of race where I think I'm going to run a lineup that has nobody like that at the top and go Reddick, Harvick, Logano, Bubba Wallace, like Keselowski, Gibbs, and Alex Bowman. Those are all in a row, right? Like those are some heavy hitters that are really discounted at this track. So it's just something I, I didn't know when I was going to mention it, but Reddick could win. Harvick could win. You talked about Logano. We've talked about Bubba. Brad K is really good there. Pocono loves first-time winners. Hamlin won there years and years ago. For, I, I, think Logano, finally. I think Logano got his win there. Uh, Blaney got his win there. I mean, Chris Busher, Busher got, technically got his win, first yeah. win there. Hey, right? the one? <laughs> so Ty Gibbs is in a Toyota. We like the Toyotas. Just, I wanted to point out that sweet spot of that nine thousand is a lot more tempting. I think that I already lost an hour of my day trying to figure out that in me and Cody's league. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good drivers in that little range. So I think that is a good is a good point. Or even if you want to go with the Truex and then kind of load up in that area, go with one cheaper guy to balance it out. Uh, I think there's a lot of a lot of good options in that range. Well, speaking of good options in range, let's talk about the value drivers for this slate. John, we'll kick it to you for your first value driver of the DFS Stealing game. my guy again. I know. God, well, yeah. <laughs> well, this what I'm about to say is probably going to make you even more sad that I took him. Look, I don't really like anybody towards the bottom on, on this. No, one. no, that's actually before you get started. Like, that's a great point. Like, 
I really, really, really struggled this week. And I think that leads even more into your point of the mid-tier guys. It was very hard looking at the bottom of this, and it's just like none of these guys do it for me at this track. The guy you picked is the guy that I would pick the bet, you know, the most out of that area, but it was rough to find cheap and guys. Yeah, there's a there's a couple reasons why. So obviously, or everybody I should let them know who we're talking about is Michael McDowell. You know, when it comes to Sunday morning and I'm stressing over this lineup that I've planned all week, and I'm like, oh man, if one of these guys is 34th, 36th, had a bad qualifying, then that's who's going to be what determines my low tier guys because they're going to just be able to make up some points somewhere. But also a lot of times at Pocono, we're talking strategy, right? Like sometimes races, you gamble. Gamblers win. It's, if it's Busher in the fog, if it's people running out of gas. I don't think there's a team that likes to gamble more right now than McDowell's team. He just – he's where did he just do it at – Um, oh, my God. He just did it the past couple of weeks where he tried to stay out and it just didn't yep. work out for him. The, yeah, he did. I can't remember which race, but he did. So if the strategy comes into play, hey – let, let's got somebody that likes to gamble, right? That's not okay with, oh, hey, we got a 20th place car. We're just going to be okay with that. No, nah, let's let's throw the gamble out there and let's see if it sticks. And McDowell has speed. I don't know when he's going to have speed, but sometimes he, he wants to have speed. Why not at Pocono? Yeah, and we made the case for him top 10 on the, the pick show earlier this week. So I think that he is a guy that, that's got that upside. And like you said, they might do some gambling. He's one point to the good right now. Uh, could try and put himself up there and be up front and and make a difference up there. I did settle on Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at 6,200. I think he's another good option in this area. Again, I didn't really love anyone down super low this week. So I think, like John said, it's going to be which decent guy is starting the farthest back, right? And that's probably the one you're going to go with. Uh, and hopefully it's just because they just had a bad run in qualifying. They end up finding the race, make some of it up. You got that low ceiling when, or that low floor rather when you start near the back. But for Ricky Stenhouse, um, he has finished in the top 20 in four of the last five races here at Pocono. When you're going down to the cheap guys, that's the kind of finishes you need is, is just some decent finishes. He's been having a really good season, right? He, he uh, won the Daytona 500, and we've seen the kind of the snowball effects from that. He's been scoring more top 10 finishes. He's been having some pretty good runs. Uh, 16th la or 18th rather last week at New Hampshire. That was a decent run there. Um, and he's had some good runs lately. The Coke 600, he finished seventh in that race. Uh, back at Darlington, 13th, 12th at Kansas, 15th at Dover, um, in eighth place back uh, at the NoCo 400. I mean, he's been he's been having some good runs. So as far as cheaper guys go, he's a guy that I think could uh, could do some damage for you this week at uh, 6200. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Again, we talk a lot about every week. You just sometimes when you get down here, you got to pick guys that you don't think are going to lose you points, and hopefully he doesn't lose you any points this week. In that same vein, I, look, I when I was scrolling down, I had to stop at Eric Jones because past that, I was like, oh, I started to feel my lunch come up, and I was like, I can't necessarily tell you anybody with any certainty. So Eric Jones was my stopping point. When I felt sick, that's when I knew I, I had my guy. Uh, Eric Jones is at $6,700. He's averaging 27.4 fantasy points per race this season. And in fact, the last few have actually been really good for Eric Jones. 52 last week, 48 the week before, 32 the week before that, 51 the week before that. He's actually been giving you five to sometimes six or seven times his value uh, over the last few weeks. And that's about any. that's about all you can ask for from any driver down in that range. Well, how's he done so far uh, on Pocono? Well, as a member of the 43 team, it's been a mixed bag of results for him. He started 22nd in 2021. He finished 22nd. That means, guess what? He didn't lose you any points in DFS. That's important, right? And a 22nd place finish is actually not that bad when it comes to point-wise. Uh, last year, in the in or the second race of the year, started 22nd again. This time he finished 31st. Unfortunately, not good. Uh, but in the last season's race, started 34th, finished 9th. That's a lot of place differential points. And guess what? He threw on some bonus points and led 11 for you in that race as well. Pretty good days for uh, Eric Jones around the Pocono track. I think he can do similar to that again. I don't think he's going to lead 11 laps. I don't think he's going to finish 9th. But if he gives you 35, 40, 50 points this week, I think you're going to be happy with it, especially at his price. Could you all imagine... 
what it would be like if they were actually a good race team. Like, he's able to get decent. Like, I find myself picking him so much, even though I know, like, they're not great. But, like, he is able to get, I think, more out of that car than most people expect. And I would like to point out, two out of the three people we picked, each had, um, so two out of those three drivers had one top ten. Two out of those three drivers led laps last year, and two out of those three drivers um, all f- finished on the lead lap. Can you guess which driver didn't do any of those? Ricky Stenhouse Ricky Jr. Stenhouse. So just wanted to throw that out there for everybody. <laughs> when Stenhouse walls it, absolutely going into the first turn because hey, he tries to he's, push his he's got the Look, name, I love Ricky Stenhouse He's Jr. got the I name Ricky for a reason. I have a signed <laughs> quarter panel in my house that says America 776. Oh, nice. We are the champs. I love Ricky, Ricky Stenhouse. Like he's, he's hilarious, right? He is going to wall it at Pocono. Guaranteed, and I'm going to tell you it's going to be in the first turn. He's going to run out of talent and put it right in the wall. So... <laughs> Hey, he Sorry, didn't have any top, any top 10 finishes after the Coke 600 last year. So that was part of that stretch. But this year's been a different story. We'll see. Again, not going to die on the Ricky Stenhouse Hill this week. I, I, I like him, but I don't necessarily love he's, him. He's going to lose points this week. He's <laughs> average start of 10, normally finishes 23rd. Like, that's not what we like to see. Yep. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Well, Sorry, Cody. Again, this will be a good tournament play just in case he does happen to hit. So. Uh, Eric right. Jones, by the way, next Joey Logano, I'm telling you. Gibbs dumped him early. He's going to come back. Maybe, maybe in a Toyota, he'll be able to, to yeah. wreck, uh, wreck shop. And with Greg, they've got, they've got two solid drivers. Like Jones is so good. Gregson is so good. They're going to be fine once they switch over to Toyota. Speaking of uh, dump, dumping drivers, I, I don't know. I didn't know where to bring this up, but I, I think this is so cool. Have you guys been watching this, Harvick? Like, they're doing the different things, like Forever the Champion, Forever the Prankster. Have you guys seen them on Twitter? Uh, some of it. So this is where the I wear the pantsuit in the family all started oh, was at Pocono. Yes. And I think a lot of people forget it was when Harvick dumped Logano uh-huh. at Pocono. And then that was when Logano took the microphone. And I saw something today. Harvick was giving an interview about it. They sold, I think he said 50,000 I wear the pantsuit shirts for his That's foundation back when this happened so <laughs> don't rule out harvick to kind of just do something cool i think they should have put in the what turn harvick instead of what turn four you know but i'm not a marketing guy so yeah that's man missed, missed opportunity maybe they do it who <laughs> well, knows who knows um all right i know what we're gonna do we're gonna talk underdog after we introduce you to one of our favorite shows on the network hang tight we'll be back with our underdog picks after this Hey everybody, if you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan, yes exactly, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab, market movers, after all, we are the Marks, he is my hubby, and she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. Once again, want to congratulate Justin and Miranda on their one year anniversary of the old fashioned football podcast. Uh, Good market or good uh, uh, mark to hit. Eh, get it, mark. <laughs> mark, got it. <sighs> Dad jokes for days. Um, all right, Cody. Second week of underdog. I think we're going to have this one nailed as well. I feel good about my uh, my picks. I looking at yours real quick. I, I think you feel good about yours. Uh, I love my picks this week. We uh, we each did one from trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. Gindy, do you have your picks ready? <laughs> Yeah, so just for everybody out there, Pennsylvania doesn't have these wonderful underdog picks. Cody texted me last night, and I went in and looked, and I was like, oh, my God, they're in there. And then I could start to put them together, and I texted him back. I was like, dude, I could bet these. Went to bet them. Message popped up. Sorry, you can't do this in Pennsylvania. Oh, so I, uh, I do have I, my pick. I sent him back the gif of the old man with the, <laughs> oh, the I was, pole. Oh, I was like, so oh, mad. almost had it. <laughs> so... Just public service announcement. I love underdog. I do so many best ball mania drafts, but for the love of all that is good, can we get some of those prop picks up hey, here? And you got legal you me, betting in your state, yeah. so. We, can you, know. you also give me my badge back 
underdog if you're listening i'm just every chance i get to say that i want my badge back i don't know why i lost it i spend enough money with you um so i did have i have five or i have my underdog picks i thought we were just doing cup no but, you can uh, do cup you could do whatever no, no, so yeah there's I no rules truck one i okay. got a truck one and a couple cup ones i don't have an xfinity so four trucks since i get, that's what we're starting with right yes yep. or whatever kyle, you want kyle bush Worse than 1.5 finishing position in the truck race. Ooh. And here's why. Every truck race, there's always a huge wreck in turn two. And it takes out a bunch of people because for some reason, they really push in that truck series in that turn up there. So I'm just, look, he's got to win, basically. If he doesn't win, we win. He's so won with, two of the last 10 truck series starts he's made. So it's not a bad bet at all. Yeah, I, I just look, dude, he... He's not as dominant as he used to be in the truck. No, nowhere it's, close. So, like you're saying, you're, that number is a, hey, hey, man, that's Kyle Busch, the dominant guy. Do I think he's going to do well? Yeah, but literally all he has to do is finish second or anywhere else, and that's just – maybe it's a sucker's bet, but I'm willing to be the sucker for this one. No, I love it because Corey Heim's going to beat him and win the race anyways, and then that will cash your side of it. It will also cash my side of it because I have Corey Heim to finish higher than 6.5. Come on, man. This is easy. Corey Heim, again, only one finish outside of the top 15 this entire season. He has been good week in and week out. He is riding five straight top six finishes. Uh, last time I checked, that means he'd be inside the top 6.5 in the last five races. Beat Kyle Busch head-to-head at Martinsville earlier this year. Again, the points leader despite missing a race this season with that illness. Corey Heim good. Corey Heim's consistent. I think he's going to win this race anyways, so love him to finish higher than 6.5 in the truck race. You do love your Corey Heim, and I am with you. It is Heim time, uh, but for me, uh, how, who, who's watching these races, and, and where can I get what they're smoking? They got Zane Smith in the trucks at seven and a half as far as finishing his position is concerned. <laughs> I'll take that all day long. Give me the higher on that one. He's finished second in the last two races, runner-up in both of the races that he's been in. Uh, now, granted, like I said, he hit a rough patch between Darlington and Gateway where he didn't have a finish better than 20th, but before that third, third, he won a race. He's already won three ra or two races rather in this, and some second-place finishes sprinkled in between. Zane Smith, best truck driver out there, going to have a fantastic day. Now, the only caveat to that is the fact that, yes, at Pocono, I, I'm pretty sure they looked at his Pocono finishes. 14th, 8th, and 13th. But he hasn't finished higher than 7.5 than there. But, again, it's Zane Smith. It's the truck series. I'm, I'm willing to gamble that he's going to finish better than 7th or 8th place, really, is what it boils out to be. So give me Zane Smith higher than 7.5 in the trucks. In fact, we think, if, if nothing else, him and Kyle Busch are going to be fighting it out most of the day for the lead anyway. So... I'll take that. Be, be fighting it out for second place to Corey Heim. But uh, yes. yeah, otherwise, still still better than seven and a half. So I like it. <laughs> Me too. Uh, all right, John, what you got for your next one? What um you what car is Jason? Do you guys know? He's in the 17, in the Hendrick. 17, yeah. <laughs> I see <laughs> the right, gears gonna, turning. You don't have I'm to gonna, do Xfinity. You can go to a No, I'm going to split. I'm going to split the difference here. I'm going to go worse. Chase 2.5. I, I just I don't know. He's not doing really well in the Cup Series, and I don't think he's probably going to do – I don't think he's going to be able to finish in the top two. And if, if y'all are big Chase fans, which we know how you Chase fans are, I'll give you <laughs> another one. Daniel Hemrick worse than 12.5 just because Daniel Hemrick sucks. Nah, so. you guys. Uh, so, actually, I agree with you on the Chase Elliott one. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out and wins this. Maybe this is a, a help him get right race. But as fast as John Hunter is, as fast as Justin Allgaier is, as fast as guys like Sammy Smith have been, there's plenty of guys that can beat him in this race, so it's definitely not guaranteed for him to finish that high. I don't want to say the number 11's name again. I said it early in the show, and nobody caught it. Oh, I caught but, it. Uh, I didn't get to beat it, that's all. <laughs> but uh, I think he would finish better than 12.5, unfortunately. So I would take the other side of that, despite my hate for him. But uh, And yes, the Xfinity Series show, we talked about him. Unfortunately, I committed that cardinal sin of, of placing a wager on him. But uh, I, I do like him on the over. Um, next up for me, Austin Hill, nine point five. Rod, are you kidding me? I know nine point five for Austin Hill. 
let's take a look at what Austin Hill has done this season, Rob. Uh, top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10, top. It's all top 10s. He's, he's not, I, he, Austin Hill just is an automatic top 10 finisher. And you've got it set at 9.5. Uh, this makes no sense to me. He's going to be a threat to be in the top five each and every week. He finishes in the top 10 almost every race. Give me Austin Hill, higher finish than 9.5. Yep. I mean, we talked about him in the Xfinity Series show, so you want more on Austin Hill, go back and take a listen there. But I completely, 100% agree with you. He's going to be one of the faster cars. And even if he's not, he's well, even if he doesn't start well, he'll actually finish well, and that's fine. He'll finish inside the top 10. No problem. Uh, my next one, I'm going to take Sammy Smith. His number's set at 10.5, so all he's got to do is get a top 10 finish. Sammy Smith, we predicted that he could possibly win this race. And, I'm, you know, last time I checked, first comes before 10. So that definitely would get you a top 10 finish there. Uh, nine out of 18, he's finished inside the top 10, including the last three races in a row, four out of the last five. The only the only reason he didn't finish better than that was the, the race in Nashville where he crashed, but he did start third in that race. So Sammy Smith, that 10, 18 cars fast. We know it. We know Joe Gibbs and we know Toyota is going to be good on this track. So, I mean, it stands to reason Sammy Smith's going to be in the top 10, which means that he'll finish better than 10 and a half. I like it. So, uh, all right, John, what you got next for your uh, last one? All right. I won't seal your thunder. So the four I originally had in here, the two of you have, or yeah, you each have one. So I'll let y'all have those. Um, I really, really like these next, not give two. I'm feeling generous today because I love me some Pocono. Uh, Kevin Harvick better than nine and a half. It's a top 10. He's been in the top 10, the pa two out of the past three races. And I think he has a better car than he did in those races. And then the one I really, 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 really like, I've already talked about Reddick. I think Reddick's going to do well here. Reddick is literally better or worse than 11 and a half. Again, two top 10s. Toyota does well there. That, that one feels like a no brainer to me. So give me, Reddick better than 11 and a half. Harvick better than nine and a half. I'll take both of those. I like them. Yeah, same. No arguments from me here. Oh, my goodness, Rod. Great news. Uh, IndyCar odds have finally dropped. We're going to oh. be able to do a show this week. I've been refreshing every five seconds for Let's the last go. three days. I'm excited for that. But uh, on to my next pick, Martin Truex Jr., 5.5. We've been talking about him all week. We talked about him on the pick show earlier this week. John brought him up earlier on the DFS show here. He is a man on a mission lately. He's a man on fire. Love Martin Truex Jr. this week. Again, Joe Gibbs has been so good here. Um, and, and again, his his record, as, as John pointed out, hasn't been the best here. But as good as they've been and as good as he's been running lately, um, I like it. He's five of the last six years. He's finished inside of the top 11. So he's at least keeping himself in position. Um, and... Man, he just he, he's won here twice before. Uh, he's on fire lately. Again, throwing out Atlanta and Chicago lately. First at New Hampshire last week. He was second at Nashville, first at Sonoma, fifth at Gateway, third back at the Coke 600. He's been on a tear. This is Martin Truex Jr. series right now. I don't see that slowing down this weekend at Pocono. So love him to finish higher than 5.5. He's a new man. Can't argue with that. Can't argue with the over under or the higher lower than that one as well. Uh, so then give me Kyle Larson. His number set at six and a half. I'm going to take higher. I, I may I may choke on this one later on in the week, but uh, I feel like I, he's going to be all right. I'm mean, the last two races. He's had a second place finish and a fifth place finish here. Uh, and then you look back at what he's done over the last few weeks. Five out of the last six races have actually been in the top 10, and four of those have been top five finishes. It's not a spectacular 25-win season for Kyle Larson, but at the very least, he's been able to salvage some decent finishes. Ten top 10s, nine top fives, and 20 starts. Although his average finishing position is 15.6, which is why it's tough to call something like that. But uh, again, Pocono's been a track where he's been okay, Hendrick Motorsports is okay at Pocono, and uh, I just think he's going to benefit from uh, a nice, quiet afternoon. And if that lands him inside the top five, uh, even inside the top six, I think we're going to be we're going to be happy with that. That's mostly what it's been for him lately. 
he'll either be in the top six or he's going to be out of the race, basically, is is how it's been going for Larson lately. But uh, he's been getting some good solid finishes the last couple of races, so can't hard to argue it. against it. And if you defined he's okay at Pocono as three top tens in the past three races, then, hey, I love your def- definition of okay. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> it's only been two top tens. and Oh, yeah, it is three top tens. You're right. I didn't go back far enough. Yeah, three top tens. Since he joined the five team, nine, second, and five. So I was looking more at the top five finishes. But three top remind, tens, two. Don't remind me of that second place finish when he blew a tire into the final turn oh, there. Yeah, that wasn't that good. Ugh, cost me some money in that race. <laughs> Seems to happen to you. Uh, Quite, it does. quite a lot. Cardboard, dude. blown tires. <laughs> I was just God thinking the card. Every time I see the Roval, I think of the cardboard. So. Yeah, me too. Thanks, John. Thanks for bringing it back up. Uh, I love it. Um, all right. Well, I mean, we have exhausted our ammunition here as far as what we brought to the table. Uh, John, give me a quick minute, the floor, just to talk about uh, where where everyone can find you and, and have fun looking and following along with your hard work because you're one of the more active ones in all of our discords. So, uh, you, you have a lot of fun up and down the SGPN network. So, yeah, let, let, let have everybody get to know you a little better. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Gindiana Jones, but I wasn't smart enough and made my name different in Discord. So in Discord, you can find me at the Gindy 500, which <laughs> obviously is probably one of the best names ever made. Um, <laughs> we talked about I'm doing a lot of writing for SGPN, football contests. Uh, you can find me on the WNBA podcast. I make guest appearances on there with Terrell. Love the WNBA. I'm going to plug that a little bit. Watch women's basketball. It's phenomenal. It's better than the NBA. Probably going to dude. I heat, man, yeah, I've heat for saying that. Man, women's basketball is so good. They just play such a prettier game. It's that's thank it's, you. It's, you know what, Cody? I'm not gonna. I'm gonna not, take back the shit I give you just a little bit because it. you said that. Because I it's man because the men. I mean, I love men's basketball and it's fun to play and everything. But like, it's such a physical game and it's so like the women are so technical and they. You can see them thinking about the game and actually playing the game. Like, if you it is actually beautiful. like the sport of yes. basketball, and no, it is so much better so because much better. they are running like they are executing at high levels that NBA players dream that they could execute at. Yeah. It is ridiculous. It is so much fun to also gamble on. Um, and then you'll see me all this weekend posting all kinds of different stuff. I bought a checkered flag polo, even for this weekend Ooh. to wear in the media center. So look for a little bit of flash. If you Love see it. me and look for a lot of flash on the socials, um, I'm really excited. I did just see they're going to have uh, Warren Z is it Zeters there. Uh, it kind of plays like funky country music. So I'm excited about that. Um, there's a lot of different activities going on through the weekend. And I'm looking forward to sharing what Pocono is that race experience that you guys got to see with Rod and Cody when they went to tracks, but I'm ready to take it to the next level here just because I know a little bit my, my way, just a little bit around the track, and I'm going to try to find Michael Jordan for everybody. Yeah, place, a place you've been there. going to for forever, too. So that's uh, it's going to be really awesome to get your your insight on the place and see how you, uh, you take the place over. And so. shout out to all my friends at, at the track that are putting in hours and hours and hours and we'll put in 20-hour days for the next, well, probably till at least Monday. So shout out, oh man, I, I'm going to name drop some friends real quick. Shout out Flood. Shout out, I guess, JJ, I kind of like you now again. Uh, ben May, the president, and uh, Nick Igdalski, who run the track, do a phenomenal job. And I wish there was more of them in the NASCAR circuit because Pocono is literally the best track on the circuit. I've been to a bunch. I can say that Pocono's the best. And it spells oh no cop backwards. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right, Cody, let everybody know where they can find you on social media if they don't know already. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, all my works over there. Ton of stuff as well for sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um, check out the F1 gambling podcast. We have the uh, the episode up already for the Hungarian Grand Prix. Now that IndyCar odds are available, this will actually probably by the time you're listening to this, we'll have that episode posted as well. So check out the uh, IndyCar pick show for iowa which i will be at so follow me on twitter as well for all my insight on that follow the show at nascar gambling i suppose maybe we'll let john have some access to that so he can post some fun stuff from that i'll be posting stuff probably there and f1 gambling and on mine for indycar so we got you covered uh for everywhere this weekend gonna be gonna be a fun weekend of racing hell yeah 
throw out I am leading the F1 uh, <laughs> the thing, the contest. Yeah, because you're the only one who doesn't try anything besides Max. Me, 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 Cody, <laughs> me, Cody, Andrew, Daryl, and I think there's one or two other people in it. I'm leading, and all year I've done the same exact lineup. It's yep. Max Verstappen, Red Bull, and whatever else I can afford to even put together. Which is not line. much. And yeah, some but, of us try to actually change things up. We have spike well, weeks. But, like uh, some of you guys like to be fancy. I like to win. I, I don't know what to tell you. Nick DeVries so. rounds it all out. Uh, all right. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here in between media, the back road kicking off one more time. Check out my for frequency sake video, Fast Money. And then, of course, I'm doing women's soccer stuff. Why not? It's all on there as well. So uh, we'll catch you guys tomorrow with our IndyCar uh, because the F1 Gambling Podcast says so. So, uh, But NASCAR Gambling Podcast will say goodbye. We'll see you guys next week for the recap. And until then, let's go racing and let it ride.